Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United and Football. I'm your host Matthew and today I'm talking about Man United's 1-1 draw at home to Fulham in the Premier League, the second to last game of the season. There's only two games left of the season, uh, Sunday against Wolves and then of course the cup final in eight days time from now against Villarreal. Um, this, this, this was an odd game, it, it was a weird one to watch. Um... You know, we're pretty much going to finish second. Fulham are relegated. Uh, we can't go for the Premier League title. Fulham can't really move anywhere in in the league because they're relegated. Um, but we put a strong team out, which kind of played well in certain areas of the game, but not in other areas. Um, so it was, I, I I mean, it was kind of a nothing game, what I would describe as a nothing game, because neither team can really do anything as a result of it um because of what i just you know explained so i mean in in a in a different scenario we would be going for the title and they would be going to try to survive relegation and both teams would have played differently i suppose um good to see by the way fans back in the ground um there's actually more than i thought they were going to be there was there was quite a few fans uh some with masks on some masks off some doing other things with masks as well but whatever um i've mo- i've moaned about that for too long on the chat podcast um but uh it was it was an all right game it was good i don't know if i've got a ton to say about it i kind of even thought like should i actually podcast on this fulham game but I've got some things to say regarding the two goals that were scored. Um, this does kind of give me a little bit of a worry. I mean, Man United do worry me in general sometimes. <laughs> Just from performances and whatnot. Um, we've now lost two games in a row and drawn a third one. So I suppose a draw and then two previous defeats. Um, we put out a good team today. You know, we had the likes of Pogba, Bruno, Greenwood. Cavani, uh, David De Gea was in goal, Luke Shaw played, uh, Fred and McTominay, you can d- debate whether or not they're, they're good, uh, Wan-Bissaka has his off days, has his on days, uh, the two centre-backs I'll talk about in a little bit, but I like Twenzebe. Um, I kind of just wonder if, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, if we were on, because this was game 37 out of 38, there was nothing to play for. Like it wouldn't have really mattered if we had lost, drawn, or won. Draw was the obviously final result. But I kind of wonder, and I I would I would hope that, let's say we were still able to win the league from this game, that we would have played much better. Um, I mean we made quite a few chances today, and we oddly didn't score a few of them. It was actually quite strange. Um. But I did notice some sort of, with both Fulham and with Man United, like half-assed sort of attempts to actually score those goals. Because um, I did notice some general kind of just lazy football at points. Um, and maybe it's the case where Man United are trying to save their energy for the cup final next week. Or, I don't know, I, I don't know, obviously there's a game to play before that. But we don't want to be playing like this in a cup final. In, in a week's time. Um, so is it a worry that we didn't play that great today? Kind of. Because it is a relatively strong team that we put out. And it's only Fulham. And uh, I mean I don't know much or anything really about Villarreal. 
I don't know how good they actually are. I mean, there must be some point decent. Because, you know, they're in the cup final with us. Um, so I just, I wonder what these, th- these last three games, like this draw today, which was kind of a lacklustre sort of eh performance. Um, and then obviously the defeat against Liverpool, which sort of shook the team up a bit. And the defeat against, um, uh, who was it? Was it Aston Villa? No. Um, who did we lose to the one, the game before that? Was it Leicester? I think it was Leicester. Leicester and Aston Villa, I think we we played recently as well. Um, yeah, pretty sure it was them. Um, yeah, it was Leicester. Yeah, it was it was two one, and then yeah, because three one gets Villa, we won that game. Then lost two one, then lost four two, and now drawn one one. Yeah, um, just trying to do a bit of a recap myself. Uh, so we haven't played that well in the last three games. Um, I think Sunday will be kind of telling as to how well we're gonna play for the cup final. Uh, like, will he rest a few players? Because Ollie's got a bit of a decision to make now, in a way. Because he played a lot of the first-teamers. Rashford came on later on. Uh, Maguire looks like he's out, because they did cut over to the crowd a few times. And Maguire's on crutches still. So I don't think he's going to be playing football in eight days' time. Uh, the game on Sunday is only a couple of days before Wednesday. So is he going to rest certain players on Sunday in preparation for Wednesday, but then do you want to rest your players for eight days? Is that a bit too much? Um, or will you play like some of the first team on, on Sunday? I think he'll just go full strength for the, the last two games anyway. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I don't know. I don't know. So we'll see. Um, let's talk about the goals themselves because I haven't got much to say about the lineups and I can kind of cover that in the uh, in the player ratings. Um I need to also decide who my man of the match is going to be, but I'll decide that in the in the little break and everything. Um, really good start. Uh, ten was it ten minutes in? No, it's fifteen minutes into the game. Sorry. Um, long kick from David de Gea. There's a point of interest to talk about there, which I will do in a second. Flick on from Bruno. Did he touch the ball? They did replay that um, the uh, that part of the goal quite a few times and like slow down on Bruno's foot. Not that it really matters. I mean, you know. Um, Bruno with a flick on, Cavani through on goal, and chips the keeper. It's sort, of, sort of like a half chip shot, half power shot in a way. Sort of just like a kick that floated the ball upwards and straight, if if that makes sense. Uh, it, w- it wasn't your traditional type of chipped goal, but it was a kind of a chipped shot. It, it was like a chipped long range shot, wasn't it? Um, brilliant, brilliant goal. Really, really good goal to sort of you know return to Old Trafford with the crowd there. Um, I thought that was just absolutely fantastic. Um, a point of interest there to something I think we should really take note of as well. Um, usually, when our goalkeeper has the ball, we play it out from the back. That's usually what we do 99% of the time. We De Gea will roll the ball out or kick it out to Lindelof or Maguire or Wambasaka. They'll usually play it to Fred or McTominay. They'll usually play it to Luke Shaw or back to Lindelof, and then they'll pass it around between the. Uh, six of them for a little bit until they sort of advance up the pitch we always do it very slowly we always do it very sort of casually um that sort of build-up play doesn't lead to this type of goal often um you know De Gea makes a different decision here um I didn't quite see and I can't quite remember if like Bruno was running and like calling for the ball or something I can't quite remember that um but he kicks it long and it just it really does kind of show you an interesting thing that you know, we're usually a fast team on the counter-attack. Our best form of attack is a counter-attack. So why not start from the start? 
you know, play more of these long passes. And I'm not, I'm not talking about Lindelof's long kicks. I'm talking about from the keeper, push the team up the pitch a little bit, keep the defenders back, and kick the ball up the pitch. I'm not saying it's going to work every single time, but when was last when was last time we kicked the ball long and that actually happened? And I'm talking about again from the goalkeeper, not from the back four, not from the midfield, from the goalkeeper. Um, I'm not saying it's going to work every time, but it worked and it was a very, very good goal. And I mean, it's only Fulham, you know, their defence was pretty open, surprisingly open. No one was really marking Cavani. Um, but it was still a very good goal and it, it does just kind of go to show you that uh, most of the time we play the ball out from the back and we don't make those sorts of goals if we play football like that. And uh, we kind of saw against Liverpool a little bit how bad we can be at actually doing the thing that we often try to do. Which is playing the ball out from the back. Because Liverpool realised what we were doing. Um, in the previous game. And pressed the hell out of us. And they got four goals out of it. So you know. Um, and then that was kind of it for the first half. Um, a bit of an uneventful game. But there is a few talking points. Like the goal I just described. Uh, then McTominay came off. After uh, just over an hour. Um, surprisingly early sub from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, Rashford came on. Not sure why he's coming on. But he he did. Um, he looked better than usual, fitness-wise, I will say. That's something I've been, uh, of course, keeping an eye on, is Rashford's kind of fitness. I think we all kind of have. Um, whether or not the fitness staff have is kind of a bit of a different question. Um, but no, he looked kind of revved up and ready to go. And what a better player he is when, when he does that. You know, when when, it, when when you've got the injured, fatigued Rashford, and he's running around the pitch, and he's sort of like, you know, holding his knees or whatever... Um, and he looks fatigued. That's not a good version of that of that player. Um, but no, he looked fairly fit and ready to go to me. So uh, cool, got no problems with that. Was it to do with the fact that he got an hour on the bench and then came off and then you know started the game a bit later? Could have been. Um, so because how many times has Rashford been subbed off injured this season? Quite a few times. Um, started on the bench, brought on later in the game. And looked more fresh and ready to go. Maybe that's the better option till he gets more fit and ready. I don't know. But uh, again, differences were, were made there. So, And then kind of a bit of a point of interest for me. Uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek came on for Carvalho. I know I don't usually point out the opposition's subs. I thought... Now, I don't keep track of every player, every team, every club in the world. Um, I thought Loftus-Cheek was at Chelsea the last time I remember. He was also at Everton, wasn't he? Again, I might not keep complete track. Is he on loan at Fulham? Because if not, that's kind of a bit of a step down for him. You know, moving from a team that's in the Champions League final to a relegation candidate team. Or, no, not a relegation candidate, a relegated team. Uh, I don't know if he's on loan. I don't know if he's still at Chelsea. I have no idea, but I was a bit surprised to see him because I thought he was a Chelsea player. Um, I know we've not seen him, obviously, at Chelsea this season because he's at Fulham. Um, But... I was a bit surprised to see him there. I thought he was maybe somewhere else. Um, but no, he's at Fulham. So uh, good luck to him with that. Uh, from what I understand, he was kind of a good player. Um, but wait, how how old is Loftus-Cheek? He is 25, so maybe he is on loan. But I don't know. Anyway, um, and then they scored after that in the 76th minute. Um, a guy called Brian. What's this guy's full name? Joe Bryan 
Um, he's aged 27. Uh, two notable mistakes were made once the cross came in. I mean, not blocking the cross is your first mistake, to be honest. Uh, Lindelof not getting close enough to the ball. And Wambasaka doing yet again. He hasn't done it that often recently, but he shouldn't do it at all. Tucking in on the centre-backs. You watch that goal back. Obviously, they played the replay of it a few times. Um... And uh, Wampasaka is tucked in on the uh, on Lindelof or on the centre backs. Um, so I'm going to blame both of them. I know I usually do kind of, well, not pick on Lindelof. I just point out when he doesn't do many good things, which is unfortunately quite often. Um, but I'm going to put this on both of them: Wampasaka for leaving that space on his right hand side, and Lindelof for not really doing much at all. Um, so. Yeah, because Shaw and Twanzebi are kind of over the other side. Shaw and Twanzebi should possibly stop the cross. Because, you know, if they stop the cross in the first place, the ball doesn't go into the box, then they don't score. So, there's that. But, uh, yeah, Lindelof and Wambasaka are just kind of not, not really doing their jobs, so to speak. Um, I guess you'd have to blame Wambasaka more, because he's the one that's wildly out of position. But Lindelof, to me, just doesn't do anything. He just kind of stands there. So... Um, again, this is kind of what I was talking about with Lindelof. Just because he does a good long pass, it doesn't mean he's actually good at defending. So, that doesn't make him a good defender. <laughs> you know? Um, it, it's 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 crazy the amount of times I've seen on, online, a lot of people say, like, oh yeah, we should play him at the back because he's got a really good long pass. And I'm like, what's that got to do with anything? If he can't, if he can't tackle or block or... Just, I, I, don't, I don't understand that sentiment. I, I really don't get that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, De Gea can do good long passes, we, we, we scored from one in this game, so, you know, I'm not really gonna be agreeing with that, so, anyway, a very disappointing goal to let in anyway, and very disappointing to draw 1-1 against Fulham, then Diallo came on for Greenwood, and Van der Beek came on in the 87th minute in typical Van der Beek Ollie style, uh, so Diallo came on for Greenwood, not got much of a problem with that, um, Diallo was on the right, I think, um, because, yeah, Rashford came on for McTominay, Pogba moved to the middle, Rashford went to the left, cool, um, and then, I don't know where Van der Beek was playing, because he came on for Cavani, so I'm guessing, did Rashford go up front? I don't, because we wouldn't have a striker on the pitch at that moment, would we? Because there'd be no Cavani, and no Greenwood, uh, Diallo was on the pitch, and Rashford was. I'm not sure who was up front from that point. Anyway, it was like there was like two minutes left to go. So, um, then yeah, that was that was pretty much that. So, yeah, that's that was the game. Uh, so there's not anything else really to discuss. Let's get into player ratings. But before we do that, let's do some housekeeping. See you for that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both, depending on the occasion, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes 
for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, what have we got for you? Uh, we've got a gaming talk uh, podcast for this week, We talked about, uh, which was from today. Uh, we talked about Oddworld Futures, uh, sorry, Oddworld Soulstorm's future, the future of the Oddworld franchise, uh, the good old protag- lead protagonist in Abe. Um, Lauren Lanning did an interview with a website, I can't remember what they're called, but I mentioned it on the podcast. Uh, talking about they've got an idea for like other games they want to do and they're also looking to do possibly an animated TV series in the future. Um, looks good. Abe's future looks good. The Oddworld uh, franchise looks like it's in good hands. Uh, so looking forward to, to more of that. And I did mention that I finished Oddworld Soulstorm as well uh, a couple of days ago. I will be reviewing it. Not completely sure when. But that will be happening at some point. Uh, we also talked about Ubisoft. They're looking to go from making... Because uh, they usually do three or four AAA games a year. They're looking to cut that down and do more high-end free-to-play games. Which doesn't sound all that appealing. Um, so we talked about that. And we also talked about a bunch of stuff to do with uh, PlayStation 5s and consoles and controllers and all sorts of things. So check that out if you want to. Um <clears throat> Uh, Fear the Walking Dead this week still going on uh, season 6 episode 13 there is 3 episodes left for the season so I'll be back on Monday for the next one but go and listen to this week's episode uh, did a Batwoman podcast Batwoman podcast sorry for the Arrowverse show season 2 episode 5 is the latest episode from the UK it's airing on E4 or all 4 if you want to go and check those out uh, as for season 2 May United obviously the 4-2 Liverpool game I uh, did a uh, preview podcast for uh, A Quiet Place Part 2. It's going to be coming out here in just over a couple of weeks' time uh, on the 3rd or the 4th of June. Not completely sure what date it is, but uh, watched the trailer. talked about my anticipation and my excitement for the film. And uh, I do know that there's been some, I think, some press screenings today. I'm very jealous of people that have seen it. I'm not really. But, uh, yeah. Um, but they've started showing like press screenings and things for the film and it's been getting some good reception which is very very good as well and I'm uh, really 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 looking forward to it because I've been waiting for 14 months so there's that uh, Breaking Bad still continuing with that podcast season 2 episode 5 was last week so we'll be doing episode 6 of season 2 tomorrow so look out for those there's also the 2-1 Leicester defeat I was correct with that then uh, Gaming Talk last week Resident Evil Village Battlefield 6 Halo Infinite and Lawsuits is what we talked about um Venom Let There Be Carnage trailer. Sorry, the Venom Let There Be Carnage trailer for Venom 2, which is going to have Carnage in it. So I talked about that and the trailer attached to the film, the first trailer that we got. And that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. 
Uh, just trying to think who my man of the match is. Um, I'm either going to go with De Gea or Twenzebi, I think. Because I'm not blaming that goal on De Gea. Um, he did make a couple of really good saves. I don't think anybody particularly stuck out. Um, between De Gea and Twenzebi. Because I want to do that first and then do my ratings for the rest of the team. I think I'll go with Twenzebi. I'll give him a 9. I'm going to also give De Gea a 9. So I'm going to give them both the same score. But I think Twenzebi played really quite well today. Um, he shows a lot of strength. Strength, sorry, oftentimes um, when trying to defend, which is important. So, yeah, I'm going to give them both a, a nine. Um, so yeah, but Twenzebi, I think, is going to be my uh, my man of the match. Uh, one Bissaka, I'm going to give him an average six. Nothing too good, nothing too special. Um, actually, no, I'm going to give him a f I'll give him a five because of his positioning with the goal. I just kind of remembered that. Um, yeah, apart apart from that one mistake, he didn't do anything particularly terrible. He didn't do anything particularly great. So I'm going to give him a five. Got to give him a below average performance uh, score with um, that mistake that he made. I still don't understand why he does that. That sort of tuck in on the defender kind of thing. Uh, I mean, the the Lindelof and usually it's Maguire. Obviously, it's Twenzebi in this case. Do they really need that much help to where we need a our right back to be dragging himself into the middle of the pitch? Um, or into the middle of the defence to sort it out. You know, you've got two people in there already, and obviously you've got a goalkeeper. I don't, I don't get why he does that, and I can't work out. Sometimes when players do weird things, I can't work out if it's sometimes the manager or the player's decision. It feels more like a tactical thing, but I don't know. It's the same thing with my issues with with McTominay not getting forward enough. I can't tell if that's a manager thing. Or if he's decided to do that, so I'm not sure. Uh, I give him a five. Lindelof, I'm going to give him a. Uh, Four or five. I'm gonna go with a four. Um, I think it's something I want to just talk about with with Lindelof for a minute. Um, now, you know, I don't personally attack the players or anything like that. I'm just here to judge them on how they did in each game. I don't want Lindelof here next season. I really don't. Um, I don't think we're gonna win the league with that uh, Lindelof Maguire partnership. Um, I think the the discussion that we're hearing at the moment is like get a centre back. A centre defensive midfielder and a right winger, so somebody else to play against, somebody else to play with Maguire. I agree with somebody else to put next side next to Pogba in the middle. I agree with, and somebody. I mean, I did a whole video thing on the right winger uh, problem that we've got. Uh, that could allow us to rotate Cavani and Greenwood up front, and then put let's say hypothetically Sancho, if it's going to be him, put him on the right. I think that that's a great idea. Um, I think we struggle in midfield. I think we struggle in defence. I think it's because of the Fred McTominay thing. And I think that's because of the, the, the uh, Lindelof Maguire thing. Um, Maguire sometimes is, a, is a, sometimes is at fault for things. But it's a partnership thing. I've talked so many times on this podcast. About different partnerships all over the pitch. You know, you've know, got the centre-backs. You've got the centre-midfielders. You've got the right-winger and the right-back. Who sort of overlap with each other. You've got the left-winger and the left-back. Who overlap with each other. And then obviously the, the rest of the team. Um, but I think those specific two pairings, the centre-backs and the, the, let's just say centre-midfielders, um, I don't think those pairings are, are good enough, really. So, not not to like go and win us the lead. There's, there's just too many times this season, particularly, where those partnerships have caused us too many problems. Um, so, 
yeah, but I'm going to give him a four. He was also shrugged off the ball at some point when a Leeds player was like threw in on goal. He's just he's not really strong enough either, and um, I'm not sure. I, do, I just don't really want him here next season. And again, no like personal offense to him or anything. I just don't think that from watching this team that he's good enough to be in it. And he's not the only player. I would also say Martial. I would also say Matic and Mata. I would also say Phil Jones if we if we remember who that is. Um, you know, there's, there's certain players that do need to leave this team. It's just it's a fair kind of assessment, and I think Lindelof is one of those. So, anyway, I'm going to give him a four. Uh, Twanze, we already spoke about, going to give him a nine, and De Gea going to give a nine to as well. Luke Shaw, I'm going to give him a uh, average six. He didn't play that great today. Um, just 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 doesn't really with for the last two games, the Liverpool one and this one, just doesn't quite look his bright self. I'm not sure why that is, but um. Just, just, just didn't really look kind of up for it today. So, uh, Fred and McTominay uh, going to give them an average six as well. Nothing too special, nothing too terrible. Um, McTominay obviously, obviously came off after an hour, which was fine. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, Greenwood, I'm going to give him a seven. I thought he was just better than average. I don't think he was his amazing usual self. Uh, he did miss a couple of chances. He was clean through on goal at one point. He didn't score it. So we could have won the game from that. So see even with a player who I've been praising over the last several weeks. Because he's been scoring. Can have a bad game. It can happen. And I have to point it out when they do. And Greenwood wasn't terrible. But he wasn't fantastic today. He was good. He was alright. But he should have done a little bit more in certain situations. So you know I'm not trying to. I'm trying to show that I'm not biased towards anybody, whether it's for good or for bad reasons, you know. So, um, I mean, I'm not like, you know, get rid of him or whatever. I just still want to see him at the at the club and stuff. You can have an off day now and again. I mean, he's been consistently good for a long, long time. So, um, just just a bit of an off day and that will that'll happen. It happens to the best players in the world. So... There you go. Uh, Bruno Fernandes going to give him an 8. Really good flick and assist. If he did actually touch the ball, we probably did, didn't he? Um, some good crosses and passes and just good overall sort of work rate. Had a couple of good shots on goal as well. I think we need to shoot a bit more in this team. I think there's a bit of a problem in the in general with football, which I've seen in other games as well. There seems to be hesitancy in the modern game somewhat to shoot more. And it can result in you sort of overplaying the ball a bit more. Um, but it's good to see him just shoot a bit more today. Um, good free kick and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's a good game. Uh, Pogba, I'm going to give him a 7. He wasn't fantastic. He was pretty good. He was a lot better when he was put in the middle of the midfield. Um, sometimes I don't think that that left winger position works for him. But it, it's it's a weird one. Because when he does play really well there, it's really good to watch. And he can play really well there. But sometimes it doesn't work. Um... But I'm glad, you know, with like with Pogba has said before himself that he just kind of wants to, um, you know, he just he just wants to help his team, which is which is good. So um, whether that's playing in the midfield or playing uh, on the left wing, as, as long as he has a good game, I don't mind. I, I don't mind either where he plays. So uh, going to give him a seven. Cavani will give an eight to as well. Really good goal for his sort of flick on and everything. Um, so he had a good game as well. Uh, let's go to the substitutes. Diallo can't really give him too much of a score. Can't really give any of them too much of a score, really. Um, Rashford was pretty good. Diallo looked pretty good. Van der Beek. I don't actually remember anything that Van der Beek did, to be honest, because he was on the pitch for two minutes. So, um, 
I tell you what, I, I, I'm probably not the only one who thinks this, because I want to say this as well with, with Van der Beek. I'd love to get him on, like, an off-the-record chat, so, like, not on a podcast or something. I mean, I'd love to have him on the podcast, it'd be great. Um, but probably something he wouldn't want to talk about on the record is, I, I would like to just directly ask him, how do you feel about the amount of times that you've been brought on with, like, two minutes to go? Or sometimes, there's been games, I think, in the past where it's been, like, the 92nd minute out of 94 minutes, and he'll be substituted on. It's like, what? why? Why? Um... And it happened again today. <laughs> like it, it's, it happened again today. So I would just like to kind of ask him. You know, I'm, I'm sure some of you would, would maybe as well. Um, like, how do you feel about just constantly being subbed on with like two minutes left to go? Because you can't really do anything with like two minutes on, on the pitch. I mean, sometimes you can. Like, if you Matic and you are brought on with five minutes to go and you give the ball away and Liverpool score, then you make a bit of an impact. But it just I'm. It's it's funny as well because I've heard certain people saying like oh you know when he plays he's not been that great and everything he needs a run of games he needs a run of games when you put when you've been played that inconsistently um yeah when you're being played that inconsistently and you're, and you're not building up kind of a rhythm how are you supposed to get how are you supposed to get good at football if you play four minutes a week you know obviously he does training and that sort of thing but. If you're being, if let's say for like a whole month we brought him on with two minutes left to go, the twice a week thing that we usually play, um, and you get like four minutes of football a week, how are you supposed to get better as a footballer? This is what I'm talking about with Ollie's squad rotation. I've been banging this drum for months now. Some of these other players that we just don't really use, um, people like Williams, I know he's played a bit more recently. Williams, Tellez hasn't been used that much lately. People like Diallo and um, some other players as well. Um, how are we supposed to know how good they are if they just play so sparingly? Um, and I know that with players like, you know, Alanga and Shoratire, they're very, very, very new to the team. Uh, so I'm not expecting them to get more game time. But, um, I mean, you could have played Diallo today. Why didn't you? You know, as I said at the very start, we can't win the league. We're in the top four. Fulham can't avoid relegation because they're already relegated, so what was there to kind of lose? I mean, I know it was disappointing that we drew the game, but he needs to just try some other stuff now and again. So, anyway, uh, that's what I think. Um, don't want to, you know, harp on it too much. It's only a draw against Fulham, which doesn't particularly mean, mean anything, but uh, I do think there's some points of interest in there to kind of be discussed and everything. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, let me know what you think. What do you think of this game? What do you think of some of the points that I made? What do you think of your own opinions? Sorry, let me know your own opinions is what I meant to say. Um, let me know what you think. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Sorry, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter, eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. So get involved. Let me know what you think. Two episodes left to go for the season. I do want to do a season wrap-up as well. I don't know when I'll do that. Obviously I'll have a bit of time between obviously there's all the bureaus to still go through and play. Um I'm not going to do a uh, transfer window predictions episode cuz I actually already did that and my thoughts and feelings are kind of the same. I know there's a lot of like oh Man United are going to go and buy Harry Kane. <laughs> okay. Uh I mean cool if it happens, you know, I really really doubt it though. <laughs> um cuz I think Harry did publicly announce this week, didn't he, that he wants to leave Tottenham. Fair enough. He, he is a great player. Uh, I mean, I think he's a bit overrated, to be honest. He's a great player, but he's not going to win anything at Tottenham. So, um, I I think it makes perfect sense for Man City to be like, okay, Aguero's leaving. 
We have Gabriel Aze, great is it Gabriel Azus? Um, I think Harry Kane's almost a shot for shot, almost perfect replacement for um for Aguero. So that's what makes sense to me. I think Haaland will stay at Dortmund or he'll go somewhere else. Um Bappe I don't really see going anywhere. Um I've already kind of talked about this before. It's called, it's called uh, predicting May United's twenty twenty one uh transfers. Talking about like Lingard and the whole Pogba situation and De Gea and the goalkeeper and uh, midfield and Declan Rice and all that kind of stuff. Just, just give my thoughts on some of them, th- some of them things. So I'm not going to be mentioning that. I'm not going to be mentioning that in uh, the season wrap up because I already did the episode. Like I said, uh, I'm going to ma- mainly talk about sort of what I think we need to maybe do next season, um, the team's performance overall, um, just, just some other bits and pieces. My player of the season, worst player of the season. Can you guess who that will be? <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Uh, I'm not gonna like rush myself to do that. Or whatever. I mean, obviously, we still got two more games to play, so we shall see. Uh, but hey, cup final in eight days. We got something to look forward to. Got the Wolves game on Sunday as well. So there's that. Um, and then uh, yeah, that'll be that. So we'll see. And then obviously, I'll cover the transfers in the summer. Uh, I'm probably not gonna be doing much with the podcast in June because it will just be the Euros. I'm not podcasting on any of that. Um, so. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, by the way, I don't know if this is completely true. This is something I kind of heard today as well that Martial didn't make the um, France team. Kind of makes sense because one, he's just come back into training, and two, has he really earned that spot from this season? Not really. Um, not when you got like Mbappe and you got uh, Giroud and you got Benzema and you've got other better players. Um, so that kind of makes sense to me, yeah. Um, plus, he's just, he's just not really played, is he? In the last what two months, so why would he be picked for the France team? Um, so anyway, uh, but yeah. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcast. So please check all that out uh, if you'd like to. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast and entertainment talk, there's also us on. Uh, you can also just listen to more episodes that we got either on entertainmenttalk.org. Or you can search for us on podcast platforms. Get yourself subscribed if you'd like to do that. Uh, if you'd like to support... Yeah, if you'd like to use other options, sorry, to support Entertainment Talk, word of mouth and social media, just let people know about our content, where to find it and what we do. You can also do that through social media as well. You know, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you'd like to use these days. There's a billion different platforms, so uh, please consider doing that. Um, you've also got the uh, Patreon page, $1, $3 level tiers for ad-free podcast and review options. So please take a look over that as well. Um, David is also posting uh, TV and film news over on Geektown, geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio. I did see, uh, just before I started recording, that um, he has posted this week's Geek, Geek Town Radio. And uh, yeah, so check that one out as well for your TV and film news. If you want to know specifically about renewals and cancellations at the moment, because they're doing all the upfront stuff, uh, US networks are in the process of cancelling or renewing various different US TV shows. So go and have a look over there and see if your favourite show has survived, I suppose. Because uh, it's happening. Uh, but Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays. Bex, who's also part of Geek Town and Entertainment Talk. Uh, you can find her on Twitch. Uh, Trista Byte. Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow over there. Uh, I'm also streaming sometimes on Twitch as well. Uh, eTalk UK on Twitch. You can go and give me a follow over there. You can also find the archive twi- uh, Twitch streams later on YouTube. Entertainment Talk plays. I'll see you all next time or on Sunday. Goodbye.